This is the Go Radio Football Show. Subscribe to the Go Radio YouTube channel and see the latest action from the studio. Let's go! Yep, another game day. Rangers in action tonight against Hebs at Easter Road. Last night, Hearts fought back. They were two down against Dundee. They came back to win 3-2. Also on tonight, St. Johnson against Aberdeen. With us is Stephen McGinn, the Falkirk captain and the former Rangers legend and captain, Barry Ferguson. Barry, you were driving through Storm Jocelyn last night down to a game in Manchester area that wasn't on. Yeah, I was I was driving down. My my son um, plays with Rochdale, so yep. it was altering my against Rochdale. I arrived down about four o'clock early to get into the hotel and then I got a phone call from my son saying the game was postponed. Well, waterlogged um, pitch, so... Yeah, I wasted journey, but listen, I got a bit of time to spend with him last night. Went for a wee bite to eat yeah. and then travelled up today. So yeah. a bit of a wasted journey, but listen, the most important thing is I got to spend a few hours with my with my son. Well, you can't beat it. And Stephen, as you and I know, he didn't go to the Etihad to go and see it. I know he's been there many. He didn't go to Old Trafford. He went to the Trafford Centre. Yeah, he had a great day. <laughs> really impressed with the, with the shopping centre. Um, but it's a shame, he obviously travelling didn't he watch his son, uh, not always able to do it and, and the game's off, but probably better than if the game had been on considering the conditions out there. You were maybe saying that last weekend with Falkirk, a 26 game unbeaten run, the best in the UK but it ended at the weekend but conditions looked terrible in that game. Uh, this afternoon the news came out about the fifth round of the Scottish Cup sponsored by Scottish Gas and it's this, Rangers up against Ayr on Saturday the 10th of February at 5.30 and then the following day St Mirren against Celtic at uh, the Scottish Cup fifth round that game's at 2 o'clock Barry the question will be uh, is Seema going to be part of it by then he's not going to be fit enough is he are we going to see him back do you think I know we don't know yet for sure well I would, I, I would hope so because he's, he's certainly been a, a shining light this season for Rangers listen he didn't go off to the best he starts but listen gradually he's became a real important player for, for Rangers there's no doubt about it just disappointing he's picked up a thigh injury and it looks if he's going to be missing for the foreseeable future, Paul, which is disappointing. But listen, that's why you've got a big squad. I'm sure Rangers will still try and make a few signings and that may be one area. Now, we see my been out. Um, it looks like months that they may look to strengthen in uh, the wide uh, area of the pitch. So we just need to wait and see. But it's disappointing because, as I said, his game's come on um, a hell of a lot. He scored some really important goals and all different goals as well. So... Yeah, a bit of a body blow, but listen, the show must go on. A body blow indeed. Here's Sean, a big Rangers fan on the line from Glasgow. Hi, Sean. All right, guys. Good. How are you? Bad news about Seema? Hi, but it's bad news because I think he was starting to come onto a bit of form, but um, hopefully it's not too long, but it looks like he's got to be out a good bit. But I would hopefully get a few players in by um, next Wednesday at midnight because... That'll be what my telly will be on right to midnight, so better get a few in. But <laughs> I want another winger, and I would like to get Shankland, but the days are going down, you don't know if it's got to happen. Because before, when it was just uh, a couple of weeks ago when I was talking to you, Paul, I can't remember who else was on, I was actually saying he would probably sign the first week in January, so yeah. I'm actually mm-hmm. shocked, but um, I don't think Rangers are even made a bid. Well, it's the hot topic, isn't it? He didn't play in the Cup at the weekend. I think that was significant. I know he wasn't well. He'd sickness bug on the day. Um, Stephen, what do you think? We haven't spoken to you about it for a number of days. Can you see Lawrence Shankland coming in to Rangers in the next seven days? No, probably a bit like Sean, where if he was going to be a Rangers player, why leave it? Everyone knows what Shankland can do. Um, why leave it this late in the window to, to do a Shankland? You can understand if maybe someone comes up from the Premiership down in England or you're needing 
transfers to move for it to happen. Um, so I'm probably starting to be of the opinion of Sean where if it's not happened by now that it's not going to happen. Uh, I also think a winger's a necessity now for Rangers. Um, listen, Seema, a lot was made of Rangers transfer business in the summer. Um, Seema's not Ryan Kent. You don't pass the ball to him. He's always got the immaculate close control. But what he did do was he scored goals. Um, no mean feat being the top goal scorer at Rangers playing off the wing. He always looked to threaten him behind. Uh, he provided the pace that teams worried about. And I think he's a huge miss, so I, I think that's a, a key area for Rangers to target now. Barry, what do you feel today? We ask you every other day. What about, first of all, Lauren Shankland? Well, there's still time for it yeah. to be done. I, I'm surprised that there's no been any like kind of bid made, if I'm being honest with you. You know my feelings on it, Paul. Yeah. I, I think he's certainly good enough to, to play with Rangers. Sure. I think he would score a lot of goals. Rangers create a lot of chances, and I think he would be perfect mm. in that number nine role. Um, so... As I said, what? How many days? Eight days left. Yeah. Um, so hopefully, we might see something happen happening. Um, I know Hearts are desperate to keep him. They've obviously are in talks about extending his contract. He's a massive player mm. for them. He has his their tallies, man. No doubt about that. But there's still time, so we just need to wait and see. And I'm sure Rangers will still do a a, a bit of business. I know everybody's talking about Diamande. Yep. Uh, that looks to me if it's virtually over the line. But I, I would expect another one or two players to come in. Is there any way they would have Ryan Kent back? Could you see him coming? It hasn't worked out for him. No, I, no. I think he's, he, his time's been and gone, Paul. Yeah. He came here, listen, he came in for a, a bit of criticism at times. I, I thought he was a, a good player. He just went off the boil a wee bit. Listen, he's moved on in him. He struggled a wee bit in Turkey with Fernabachi. It looks to me if we're born to move again, but I can see him going down to the, the Championship in England. Stay with Sean for a moment. I see that uh, Atletico Madrid have been in for Matt O'Reilly. They want an option to buy. I hear you, Sean. He's he's hoping it happens. Um, so it would be on a loan initially with an option to buy, presumably in the summer. Stephen, do you could see that happening? No, no, I don't see no. any team um, giving out their best players in January on loan. Sure. I've, al I've always said one thing Celtic have been good at in, in the last five to ten years. I mean... A lot's made of their recruitment policy, but they, they do tend to lose their best players in the summer, which gives them time to replace. I just, it wouldn't make any sort of sense. And I think the only way Matt Riley leaves this January is if a bid comes up, like the Jota one, um, but it's just too good to turn down. And Sean, as a Rangers fan, he, he's some player, isn't he? Matt O'Reilly. Ah, he, he is a good player. But see see what Stephen says there. I know, see the January transfer window. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. You're only getting players that really only playing good for their team or they had a wee bit injury for them. See the January transfer one? I've got to ask Barry and Stephen, do you think it's advantage for um, like the big clubs like Rangers and Celtic? Do you think the January transfer when they should be scrapped and just be a summer transfer one? And then that means at the start of the season, you go with your goat and that's it. Because see if you're having a wee bit of bad season, you can go and spend a couple of million. I know it's a bit harder than January, but you can get advantage. Like Rangers and Celtic can get a lot of advantage leave the rest of the teams kind of left alone yeah. and they mm -hmm. can't compete. Barry, what do you think? I, I was actually, I was speaking to my mates about this a couple of weeks ago. We were having a, a debate right. on it. Yeah, I, I, I do think it'd be good. Like, you do all your business in the summer. You, you build your squad, 23, 24, 25 players. And listen, if you suffer a few injuries or a few suspensions or people are, are suffering a bit of loss of form, then you need to deal with it. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't be opposed of getting rid of the, the January window. Stephen, what's your view? 
I just I didn't think it would ever get voted in. You look at Rangers as a case example in terms of Seaman and Danilo. There's a lot of finance involved in bringing them in the summer, both looking like they might be out for a lengthy period. And with how tight the title race is, it's, they, they need to do business in that area and, and January allows them to do it. I think it, you go back, I mean, I just think in January... There's been business in the last few years. I think Matt Riley came in in January, mm. Rio Hatati. Um, you think back to, I watched a, a goal on Twitter, it just happened to come up. It was Barry Robson's first kick of the ball. And I remember playing against Barry Robson, who was at Dundee United. And I don't know if Barry was still playing at that point, but he, he was one of the top players in the league at Dundee United. And, and when Celtic thought, he just thought that's a ready made player to improve your team. I, th- I think that's what January's for. If you can get those guys, if you're the big club, Maybe like Atletico Madrid, that's why they're looking at Matt O'Reilly. You look at other teams' best players that are in a smaller pond than you, go out and get them and immediately improve your team because we're now at January. Um, Rangers are obviously um, neck and neck with the league. They're needing to replace Danilo. They have done with Fabio Silva. They're needing to replace Sima. Celtic are needing someone in, in the forward areas. Um, don't know what's going to happen with Lila Bada. Oh struggle at times when he's needed to step up to take Yogo. so um, there's some important business still needing done in this country the, the, only, the other issue sorry um, with January is prices can be inflated yeah. sure. supply and demand yeah, yeah if somebody's going into the final 6 month of their contract or the final 18 month um, there may be market values £5 million the club's got every right to say right no we want 7 or, or £8 million so that leaves the buying club in a, a bit of a situation but I, I've seen, like, there's good deals. Stephen ma- makes some great points there. There has been some really good players bought in January yeah. um, from Rangers and and Celtic. But also you've got the problem is, generally when you're going to get players that are out of form, they're out of favour, they've not played a lot of football, they need to have a bit of catch-up in terms of fitness. So it can swing both ways. Um, so we just need to wait and see. I, I still think there's going to be a fair bit of business done certainly mm. by Rangers and, and Celtic the last eight days of the window I see that um, Lauren Shanklin missed a penalty last night again Sean he hadn't missed any I think 15 uh, it's now three that he missed so but if he comes to Rangers there's somebody else who's uh, pretty good at taking the penalties well I Tavernier will be on penalties to, to Elise and I actually don't see to be honest I actually Tavernier will be at Rangers till he retires I actually don't think he'll actually leave Rangers ever yeah mm. Here's the team update ahead of the game tonight. Benny's still not available. Um, Kieran Dahl had his operation. Everything went well. So that's positive also that the operation went well. And uh, and Kemar and uh, Daniel also still out. And here was the latest yesterday afternoon on the Sima injury. He came back, as we know, from the AFCON. He's there. He was there with Senegal. I expect to have more news today latest tomorrow for my medical staff and I always listen to them and not to, towards other people. So uh, ask me this question after the game and then I will, will give an assessment about that. I will have the information, yeah, let's say 99% sure. So if I have the information clearly, I will give it also. It will be long term. That's why I want to... I want to have also the right information. And Barry was asked, and this was yesterday afternoon, but if there are no other transfers coming in, would you be happy with that? No, because it's not what we, uh, that was not the idea of the club. So I'm confident that we will, we will do the things that we all are aligned on. What are you thinking? So there'll Good, be, there'll yeah, be yeah, he's, yeah, he's obviously wanting to bring players in to strengthen the squad. And I, I think, by listening to that, 
he spoke to the board regarding recruitment and they're they've okayed it. So as I said, Paul, a few weeks ago when you asked me the question, I, I do think Rangers would bring in or try to bring in two or three players and it certainly looks that way in terms of Kieran Dow I feel for him I, I actually travelled out to La Manga with him because um, I think his partner had a, a baby so he yeah. travelled out on the Friday and um, he was looking forward to getting back into a mini pre-season because obviously he's, his season was was hit with a few injuries but he came on to a wee bit of form and I was impressed by, by him um, good guy desperate to do well so it was disappointing to see him pick up a, a nasty one and as the manager just mentioned there, obviously needed an operation, so that tells you that he's going to be long-term as well. Such a huge few months coming up, isn't it? It's the biggest ever tight. Whoever wins it will get automatically 35 to 40 million because of the bigger Champions League. Sean, it's going to be absolutely phenomenal. Is Silva going to play a big part? And do you think he's going to start tonight? I think he will start tonight. Um, I've not heard the team yet, and that'll probably come out in the next hour or two, mm. probably before you um, are finishing. But I would like to see him start, and I think he will start tonight. I think I, I think this will be a fifty game tonight. We could see a few bookings tonight, so I think this will be a. And I think Hibs have just signed a player for Bournemouth ongoing because I think right. Bournemouth no try to buy Hibs or something. Yeah, well, there's the Bill Foley uh, tie-up on the way. I see Burnley as well are looking uh, at Dundee. Uh, but yeah, it could be part of that. Barry Silva, you expect you said Monday night you think he will start tonight. Yeah, I expect yeah. him to start. I mean, uh, I know he's on loan for for six months. Um, I don't know whether there's a loan fee, but certainly his salary um, is pretty huge. So I expect him to start tonight um, because he's a he, he was a big signing. The manager obviously was desperate to get him in, so I fully expect him to start through the middle tonight against Hibs. And your product knowledge is really good, Sean. Yeah, you're right. The guy going to Hibs on loan is Emiliano Marcondes. So he did the deal over in yep. Dubai, your old club tonight. Stephen, what are you thinking of this one? Yeah, well, I mean, um, they need to put a better fist up of against Rangers in the last few games. I think it's 11-2 in aggregate to Rangers in the last yeah. few games. And correct me if I'm wrong, any Rangers fans out there at the game at Ibrox, I don't think they've had an easier game at Ibrox than when Hibs went through there this season. Um, so I think they need to to be a bit wiser against Rangers I think they need to be smarter don't open the game fully up because what they haven't they haven't defended nearly well enough against Rangers obviously I mean there's obvious threats within the team Eli Ewan's always a threat but yeah. you can do that by being a bit more solid a bit, bit more harder to beat and excited to probably see Marcondes because when takeovers like this happen I'm, I'm probably a wee bit always a bit cynical in terms of what does that mean does that mean what what does it mean but then all of a sudden a guy like Macondes comes in that usually Hibs wouldn't be able to attract and you think no this might be a, a bit more serious than I first thought so I would expect I mean like Fabio Silva I mean Fabio Silva's been brought in here to decide games like tonight and decide games like um, St Mirren away on Saturday he's not in here to score the third goal and home wins for Rangers he's he's come in to be the match winner on games like tonight so I, I expect him to play and on the other hand Macondes why get a guy of that quality and that pedigree in and not put him straight in your team so I expect both strikers to play tonight here's the manager I, yeah. I, I couldn't believe the way Hibs played at Ibrox the last yeah. time watching it they were so wide open they just played into the Rangers hand so I know they're at home tonight but if they do play the same way as they did at Ibrox I think Rangers will, will take them to pieces a 5-3 or something it's going to be loads of goals aren't they if they play yeah, that way yeah but that, that's yeah. Nick Montgomery's way of playing but yeah. I, I, I think sometimes when you're playing against your Rangers and your Celtic sometimes you've got to 
make sure you're a bit more solid at the back. I, I get that he wants to play out. It's a good brand of football, but you've got to have the right players to do that at times. And I don't think Hibs at this moment in time have that. And if they do it tonight, I think Rangers, as I said, they'll, they'll score a few goals. Yes, Philip, come on. Speaking about that game. I think it's for everybody clear that uh, that uh, team made, made good steps forward. Uh, but doesn't mean anything towards the game. So uh, I know we, we had a good win in that game. Although um, the difference between the two teams was not as big as the result was at the end of the game. We need to be honest about that. Uh, so we know it's, it's a team that, that plays really good football. Um, it's a team who makes good combination with, with fast wingers who have a good individual action. They have uh, players in front and in the midfield who can score goals. So, so we need to play a good game there. And uh, but I know the the squad is uh, is getting better than it was that moment. But that doesn't mean that uh, it's the same if if Manchester City wins a game six zero. The next game they play against the same team, it doesn't mean that they're gonna win six zero. So this four zero that we won at home is for me a long time ago. We were that day efficient. We were good. But we need to repeat that again uh, tomorrow. Sean, a couple of weeks' time in the cup, it's going to be air up against Rangers. And of course, in oh, the I dugout, for, you know what I'm going to say. Yeah, you know the air manager, Scott Brown. Yep. Well, I, that's going to cut me back, Mel Spice, onto the game. I'm actually yeah. looking forward to it. Because let's be honest, against airs, you'd probably, I think that might actually make the crowd a wee bit bigger than Ibrox, to be honest. Yeah. And that's good news so, then, yeah. isn't it? Because, you know, air yeah, get a big check as well. Of course. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So what are you thinking? What's your scoreline tonight? 3-1 or 3-2 Rangers. Okay. Stephen? Barry thinks also it's going to be you know, Rangers I agree win. Yeah. Sure, I'm, okay. I'm going for 3-1 Rangers. 3-1? Yeah. yeah, I mean, just going on the basis of, I know Philippe Clement's trying to play down how easy it was for them at Ibrox, but he, he'll be desperate for Hibs to come out the same way and make it the same wide-open game and um, the 4-2-4 almost and say right let's go toe to toe because I just think I mean we, we watched it we, we gave Ange Postecoglou a lot of plaudits maybe mm. the, the Real Madrid game especially in the Bernabeu he, he went there and there was just no way Celtic could have got a result that night yeah. just the way they played it was a brilliant watch um, but a bit like that when Hibs went to Ibrox yeah you're wide open you're playing your football but you can't win it Ibrox playing that way so if they're a wee bit more cautious with the added quality that Philippe Clement talked about in the Hibs team then maybe it can be more competitive but um, I, I, I agree 3-4-1 three, three, Rangers and Before you go Sean the manager was asked yesterday what about the rumours about Diamonde now they're more than rumours we believe the deal is done yeah. he'll be here but this is what he's saying he wasn't saying too much No I don't speak about any rumours because there's been uh, yeah how many 15 names already the last couple of weeks I can say we were not interested in all those players um, so if you start to talk about one rumour you need to talk about the other rumour and then I'm, uh, I'm only busy with that and not uh, making trainings anymore or looking at players or talking with players or talking with my own players. So I'm doing a different job. So I never do that. That's the best way. Sean, you would never deal in rumours. Great call tonight. Thanks, no, Sean. De definitely yeah. not. But see, see the manager, see before we go, yeah. I, think it's got, I think this is a manager where the media's got to, it's got to be hard to get questions out of him. I don't think he's mm. ever... I don't think he's got to be a manager like other managers that will just blab. I think he's, he, he, he keeps things in. So 
it's, it'll be hard to work about it, what you said so high. So I don't think you'll get much rumours for him. I think, I think he actually talks a good bit of sense. He reminds me, obviously, I don't like really wrestling, but it looks like he's a, a Steve Austin or something. You wouldn't <laughs> get in the ring yeah. side of him. For sure. <laughs> Steve Austin, does it remind you of him, Barry? You're smiling. No, he's, he's got that bit about him. Yeah. Yeah, and certainly when I, as I, yeah. I mentioned that, when I met him over there, he had, he had a presence about him, mm-hmm. which I like seeing and certainly in a, in a manager. Sean, how's Nacho, the dog? Nacho's actually doing all right. Good. Good. Sean, thanks so much for calling. This is the Go Radio Football Show, talking all things Scottish football. Let's go! Clyde said Expressway queuing traffic as you head towards Anderson Cross about 10 minutes and on the M77 southbound delays between Plantation and Dumbreck Road so that's all the traffic hotspots around this time it's only 5 minutes there at the moment which isn't too bad at all listen we know it's wet you know that uh, Storm Jocelyn is still around so take it easy as you head home wherever you're going this evening Go Radio Football Show. Thank you so much for making the switch. So many people tuning in. We're on from five. And if you miss it, of course, it's there wherever you get your downloads. Barry Ferguson is here. Stephen McGinn with me, Paul Cooney. Thank you so much for joining us. There's so much. This is it's almost the business end of the season, that phrase that people say, Barry, between now and, uh, well, June, we've got the Euros, but Scottish Cup and most importantly, the title yeah, to go you, for. You're going into a nitty-gritty of the season, yeah. Paul. Yeah. You, you need to really hit the ground running, certainly after the, the, the winter break. Obviously, you have the Scottish Cup games, but now it's, it's into league business and you need to start making sure you pick up the three points. Really, performances, if they're really good, that's a bonus, but it's all about making sure you, you win games of football. And I was listening to the show on the way up the day, oh, the two amigos on last night. Yeah. Did you enjoy it? I nearly went off the motorway a couple of times. <laughs> the two amigos being Ollis and Craig Moore no, and John Harrison oh, of course the way up. All right, I thought it was some of the they were in good form last night um, Oz I love a bit of chat and Big it? John a bit of a bromance going on there almost with those two what do you think yeah, Maybe, yeah, well, uh, two, bit, yeah. two gingers huh? <laughs> Stephen one's get grey hair yeah. one's get no hair <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Stephen Jimmy's been on a big Celtic fan saying what about battle what's going to happen we're hearing yesterday and today we mentioned it last night a number of clubs are looking for the Israeli international on loan great player um, but they're looking uh, Watford West Bromwich Albion have been mentioned uh, and also clubs in France and Germany do you think he is going to go on loan he's back he's fit he was on at the weekend started what do you feel I saw another Celtic player linked to West Brom today as well so they must be on the lookout for a winger Michael Johnson Um, A couple of weeks ago, there was all this chat about Leela Bada and pressure from his homeland and he needs to leave. And then it kind of died down. And then when he played at the weekend, I just thought, no. Obviously, Brendan Rodgers it, it went for dinner with him. and He's a really important player for Celtic. Um, take everything away from it. He, what he's did since he's been signed by Celtic, amazing. Um, and big option for Celtic just now, especially with Dyson Maida, um, away at the Asian Cup. Um, so I'd be surprised but I mean you appreciate the, the situation in his, in his homeland um, so he's had a great reception from the Celtic fans in the last couple of games yeah, hasn't yeah. he yeah, yeah but he's, I mean he's been a and he should he's been a big Celtic player he scored a lot of big yeah. goals um, still such a young player with so much ability so I'm not surprised it'd be a loan move if he's to go out because Celtic won't want to lose him um, so much potential still in his game but um, yeah it's just one of those as I say it comes up a couple of weeks ago and you think there might be something in it dies down he plays at the weekend but then it comes up, crops up again so maybe there is something in it Barry on his game he's a nightmare to yeah, play I'd against I'd be surprised if they, they, they can say I think he's a big player for Celtic 
I think when he's fully fit, obviously he's got a bit of catching up to do because he's been out long term. But for me, if you look at the wide players at Celtic, I'd say he's the most dangerous. He's the most direct. He's the one that uh, wants to get to the byline and, and cross it or cross it early, which um, defenders hate and centre forwards love. Um, so, yep, I would be I'd be pretty surprised if um, Abada went out and loan. But you don't know the situation. Stephen obviously went into it a wee bit there. Yeah. You, you don't know what's going on. But as a player, and at the age he's at, I still think he's got another level or two to go. He was so mature, wasn't he? He came in at, what, 20? Yeah, yeah. And he come, obviously leaves his yeah. family. He comes over here. I know uh, Beton was a big help for him because right. he's a yep. fellow countryman. Sure. But... It must be tough at a young age, but he showed a lot of maturity with some of the, the certainly the performances he's gave over the last couple of years of, uh, for Celtic. What about Matt O'Reilly as well? A few Celtic fans asking. We know, I see it's on Sky as well. So Atletico Madrid, they've, they've, they're chanting it by saying, can we get him on loan and then we'll buy him in the summer? But he is one of the hottest properties in Scottish football, I would think, Barry. How good is Matt O'Reilly? Yeah, he, he's been really good this season, no doubt. He's been one of the top performance, uh, performers in the Scottish game and again he's another one I'd be absolutely shocked listen it comes down to finances I get it that's the business model that Celtic run with but if he goes just now I think the fans would go absolute mental um, I could see it happening in the summer because then obviously that's the end of the season and you, you obviously got your eye on replacements but if Celtic let him go just now I would be very very surprised Stephen surely there's no way they would sell him Nah, as I said, if a, if an offer comes in like a, the Jota type um, business that Celtic mm. did, but it's impossible to turn down. I I, I see that's only way. Matt Riley, Matt Riley in his first probably eighteen months at Celtic was he was involved and in, created a lot of chances, a lot of assists. Obviously, he's added goals to his game and a lot of them. I think it's just see when you watch when you're watching sports scene or you're watching the Celtic games, he's nearly involved in every goal. Whether it be the goal, whether it be the assist, yeah. whether it be the pass before the assist, he's just he's just gone to a level where I'm not surprised. I mean, Atletico Madrid are um, one of the best clubs in the world. It doesn't surprise me that he's they're alerted to, to his form. To I mean, he's six foot. He's athletic. He creates loads of chances. He's did it in the Champions League. He, he's passed for Kyogo against Atletico Madrid's world class. Mm. Um, so it just if Celtic can I mean it might only be six months more they keep a hold of him but that was a that was a January uh, transfer window signing a couple right. of years ago one um, and a half million pounds amazing amazing wow. one of the best bits of business here in a long long time um, but you would you would think and you would hope that Celtic hold on to him to the summer come the summer how much would he be Stephen 20 million 25 30 million yeah I mean you look at Guys like Kieran Tierney, yeah. at young age, is a fullback. That was five um, years ago, and I said he, Matt Riley's did it at the Champions League level this season. Mm -hmm. And you see some of the money going about for players um, in England. The money gets gets put about, so it would. I think it'd be a serious amount of money, um, maybe but, upwards upwards of twenty five thirty million to get Matt Riley. Barry, upwards of twenty five thirty million for Matt Riley come the summer. Well. You see some of the money that's getting thrown about mm. for players that are probably half the player that he is. Um, but I think there's a limit in the game up here. Yeah. They do, don't they? Because yeah, they it's, it's a buying yeah. market up here. Um, I, I just, because, probably just Tierney and Bassey. You yeah. think it's a yeah. number 10 type player that actually can create and score goals. Surely he can get the same money. But uh, listen, he's, he signed a, a new contract. So Celtic have done the, the right thing in mm. tying him down a longer term contract. So that means his value stays 
what it was uh, before when he was running out of contract. So, yeah, but I mean, Celtic have definitely got a right few quid in Matt O'Reilly. And something that made us all go, no, surely not. Kieran Tierney, another injury has been picked up. Another a hamstring tear playing for Real Sociedad. So he's just back from injury and that's the news today. That uh, we don't know how bad it is, Barry. But yeah, just thinking yeah. of Scotland, I, I yeah. think he's so important. Look, I, I know we've got some excellent players: Andy Robertson, Stephen's brother John, mm -hmm. McTominay, Billy Gilmer, guys like that, um, Aaron Hickey. But I honestly believe he is so important to that Scotland team. Um, I think they're a lot weaker when I'm out of the team. So I'm sure Steve Clark will be praying that he's going to be available for Germany because his experience and just his leadership, his leadership in the team is, is so important as well. And what he did at Arsenal, the Arsenal fans loved him. We, we know what's happened, he's gone on loan, he's not going to go back there. For whatever reason, Arteta, and we know some of the reasons that uh, some of the, the stars that they brought in, but he, everyone wants to see him get a run now and a long run. Yeah, I, I probably, I mean, as, as a player at Kilmarnock, we uh, played with him, uh, Kyle McGuinness, I played yeah. him at Hibs and St Mirren, and what a super talent. Um, and I probably, I mean, someone I was the captain, he broke through mm -hmm. at St Mern and um, just did have a great relationship with him and it's something he keeps suffering, just he was, he's coming back from really bad in, hamstring injuries. He came on for a couple of minutes at Livingston, goes off with a grade three again, which rose. And you just look at it and just think, he works hard, Kieran Tierney works really hard and you're just thinking, I wish they would just get a break just because it's, it just seems to be bad injury after another. It's not like Barry will have played the boys that are out at all the time injuries and you're looking and you're thinking could he have played with that it's like serious injury after serious injury and for everything they're putting into the game you just want it to kind of get a wee break he deserves it doesn't he I saw that we talked about it the other day here on the programme if you want to speak to Steve McGinn and, and uh, Barry Ferguson you know the number 0808 17 17 700 transfer deadline just uh, seven days to go I don't remember it ever being as quiet Barry do you? yeah but I think it will heat up okay. in the coming days right yeah, I've got a good feeling yeah. about it. What about the conflicting reports about Rangers' possible interest in Gish Schmal this month after the 26-year-old decided against signing a new multi-year contract with the Dutch club? What do you reckon reports in Holland suggest there's interest from Glasgow? Any word on that one? No, but that, I mean, you heard Philip Clement um, speak about it. He's been linked with 15 mm. or so players. Um, so we just need to wait and see. But Paul, as I said, I, I was pretty confident at the start of the window that Rangers will, will do, certainly the board will do everything in their power to try and try and back them. Um, they're going along nicely, one blip, obviously the game against Celtic, but I think he's he's a good manager, he knows what he wants, and um, I'm sure, as I said, you, you'll see a few signings in the in the coming days to strengthen the, the Rangers squad for going into this really important yeah. three or four months. And would you expect signings at Celtic as well? Yep, 100%, yep. Stephen, what do you reckon? Could it be Fitzgarden, the striker at Bronby? He's been mentioned a few times for Celtic. For Celtic? Yeah. I mean, well, I thought... We, most of the time, I mean, you go on the manager's interviews, all he spoke about for, for a number of weeks was adding quality in January and need more quality in January. And then it gets to a point where we're into the third week in January and um, you're, still, you're still expecting Celtic to do two or three... Uh, and and I, and I do get, I mean, it might be waiting for the English market to come alive, which always happens in the last week. All of a sudden, it players that think, no, nah, I might just stay here. Someone comes in at their clubs and they think, no, right, OK, I, I really do need to go. 
and, and the market is going to move but I think ideally for Celtic and Rangers they'd have had their business done before the Scottish Cup games because for now especially for Rangers I mean sometimes we speak about the gap at the top of the league being just two points you, you automatically give Rangers the six points but this is a huge week for Rangers coming mm. in off the break okay. Hibs away St Mirren away having two games before Celtic kick a ball in the league is really important that they they, they make that two point gap by the time Celtic kick off on Saturday against Ross County and I know they've added uh, Fabio Silva it looks like they're going to add Diamondi um, but, but I bet you Philippe Clement and Brendan Rodgers will wish they could have the, the team at the end of January in right now we're speaking to we met a couple of uh, big Rangers fans earlier this afternoon Barry we met Kayleigh mm-hmm. and also Barry yep. from Go Green Deliveries great to meet them and we're talking football as well everyone is buzzing for this title run in yeah, look, looking forward to it. Yep, nice to meet both of them. Um, football daft. Yep. Um, got a nice photo with them out there. So yep, nice to nice to meet them. It's good people coming into the the station and, and seeing what it's all about. Um, Kelly and Barry, um, big Rangers fans as well. Yep, uh, which helps. They were pleased to see Barry, weren't they? <laughs> Stephen, we were patched basically, and you can't <laughs> no, blame them in my case. No, no, I'm joking. They were brilliant. They were no. so nice. I'm only oh, kidding. Nice, yeah. nice to see them. So, nice to meet them. It's, and yeah. listen, it's all about networking and meeting new people, and they seem very good, a, a successful business, yep. um, and I like to see that. And seeing the winning team here, are they going to see a new left back? What's the latest? So Roma interested in Barisic, and you wouldn't be surprised, would you? Uh, he was linked before. Yeah, he has we, been. We're Roma up again. Um, yeah. It'll be interesting to see again. He's another one that I mean we spoke about this last season about letting players run down their contracts. Mm-hmm. They've done it with Morelos and and Kent, and now it's Lundstrom and and Barisic. Mm-hmm. I think Lundstrom's different. I think he will eventually get tied down. But Barisic, I, I still feel even at his age, he's a creation international. He, I mean, he's only thirty. Letting him run his contract down was. A bit crazy in my eyes because I think a few clubs would certainly have been interested mm-hmm. in him. Well, the respected Gazetta della Sport that we all know, we remember it from, oh, remember James Rich on a Sunday morning, we cappuccino or the wee espresso or whatever. Well, they are saying that they're making the first move now for the player. And they're saying Galatasaray interested in Yilmaz, that he could be going there. So mm. watch for, we don't know if that's going to happen. Because he, he came from yeah. as well. Mm. They're, yeah. they're rivals. Big rivals, yeah. yeah. But it has happened, to, to be it? fair, yeah. uh, Ridvan, um, last couple of games I've seen him, he's he's looked apart in terms of, um, it looks to me if he's he's happy. I think he's at an age where he, he wants to play week in, week out. Um, no doubt about it, but certainly the last few games he's, he's impressed. Big game on tonight. We'll have the team news fairly soon. Hibs against Rangers, St. Johnson, Aberdeen as well. And we'll talk about... Big result last night for Hearts. This is the Go Radio Football Show. Talking all things Scottish football. Let's go! Barry's got me laughing there trying to see the camera. Uh, the Clyde Tunnel, it's not too bad, but between Govan and Partick, there are still some delays. That's you, up to date, on go. Go Radio Football Show. Yeah. It's uh, Wednesday evening in the company of Barry Ferguson and Stephen McGinn. Stephen, good that you're back playing again, but I just wondered when we saw, you know, in our WhatsApp, we're all chatting at the weekend and when we saw the conditions that you would have faced in the Cup if you'd played, how bad was it? Yeah, it was tough. I mean, I don't want to, I mean, I don't want to take anything away from Bonnie Rag Rose. Yeah. Wish them all the best the way to Aberdeen next yeah. round. Uh, amazing achieve- achievement for them. As we, we were becoming a big scalp in terms of the run we were on. I mean, you, you could sense that teams were desperate to be the ones that, um, that beat us. But we, we we prepared exactly how we we did everything we could to prepare for it. We spoke about how important set pieces were. Um, 
there wouldn't be much in the game and if we could if we could get in front in the game and just and kill the game unfortunately they scored two set pieces we scored one um, and put us out the cup and after after how much we enjoyed the run last year it was a, it was a sore one but um, our job this season is to get Falkirk back in the championship and it's the only thing that matters and it's important to take a step back from that and say that look we've got 15 games to go um, to put that right and we won't be remembered as a Falkirk team that had a Scottish Cup run we want to be remembered as a Falkirk team that finally got them out of that league and that's what we said last night when some people said maybe they were underestimating Bonnie Rig Rose but some others said no if, if you've came across if you've came yeah. across John McGlynn in your um, in your uh, life career yeah. he, he doesn't underestimate teams and friendlies yeah. never mind he's Cup meticulous games, so. isn't yeah, he yeah yeah we do appreciation for friendlies so um, we didn't underestimate them in any way the cup draw we talked about on Monday night Barry so we know it's going to be St Mirren Celtic which is the, the pick of the bunch of the two premiership teams that's on Sunday the 11th and Rangers up against Air United I know we kind of talked about it earlier tongue in cheek but Scott Brown it does add a little bit to it what a player he's been a winner and he's back in Scottish football yeah that'll be interesting yeah. um, I'll be at that game yeah. <laughs> uh, listen he's he, he did a, a decent start at Fleetwood, no doubt about that. It, it went a bit pear-shaped towards the end, lost his job, and now he's got an opportunity to go to Air United. Um, it looks to me if the chairman uh, is good down there. Um, he'll certainly try and back him. Um, and it's a good job to get Air. A good result last night against Ardbroath. And I was looking at the league, they're only, they're only four points off a playoff spot and they're five off um, the bottom of the league. Mm -hmm. So... There's still a lot to play for. Mm -hmm. That that league, everybody can beat everybody yep. in, in the league. It's a tough one. It's probably the toughest to get out of. Um, a lot of good teams, a lot of good players as well, I, I believe, that could play in the, the, the Premier League. But listen, it's an opportunity for them to go down there and and try and better what Air United done last year because mm -hmm. I thought Lee Bullen done a, a brilliant job last year. They just um, came short towards the end. They had a brilliant start to the season towards the end. The, the, the kind of petered out a wee bit but listen it's an opportunity for Scott Brown to get back into the game um, but I'm sure that that game at Ibrox um, yeah. at half five on the <laughs> Saturday I'm sure that's one he's looking forward to and I'm sure the Rangers supporters yeah. are looking forward to it he won't be in a big puffer jacket it'll be short sleeves will it Stephen what do no, you reckon oh, <laughs> no you can't come on <laughs> not as a match I'm kidding but it's funny it's like Queen's Park remember they came so close and then didn't make it. They've changed managers since then. So we'll get some big name managers in the championship. We know Jim Goodwin, many others. But there's Callum Davidson at Queen's Park, Scott Brown at Air United. Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously we played against Air in the, the Scottish Cup quarter final last year. And yeah. Chris Maguire misses a penalty at one each mm -hmm. with five minutes to go, which potentially takes Air, Air United to the, the semi final. And at that point, they probably had, I mean, Yaki Yemi was scoring goals for them up front. They, they were riding high in the, the, the top of the championship. And it just petered away. Um, probably lack of squad depth maybe uh, cost him in the end and lose a few players in the summer and uh, been a, more of a relegation battle but as as Barry said the beauty of that league is you're never too far away from making a run for the playoffs I think the playoffs have been a brilliant introduction to the lower leagues in Scotland um, and made what was always a good league in the Championship a really special league I think it's it's a brilliant league that the games on a Friday night are always good and, it, and you're getting over the last few years you, as far back to Livingston getting promoted, uh, beating Partick Thistle in the playoffs, you're getting teams with a real fighting chance of getting to the Premier League. Livy beating Wraith Rovers at the weekend, Barry. In some ways, that I'm not saying it was a surprise, but it could have been an upset. But I guess for the Rovers, they want to concentrate and getting back on form in the title race. Yeah, similar to what Stephen was yeah. saying about about Falkirk, they're 
main aim is to get out of the championship and win that title and get into the, the Premier League similar to Falkirk you're disappointed to get out the cup every team wants a, a run in the certainly the, the Scottish Cup but listen results happen at times it's uh, when you start out of the season your first aim and your main aim is to to be title winners um, and that's going to be the case for Ian Murray and his, his Wraith, Roller, uh, Wraith Rovers players I did think they would have went to Livy, Livy and get the, the win Listen, they didn't, but now their focus, full focus now goes on trying to finish top of that league. Stephen, Barry and I talked about it on Monday night. Would you expand the cinch premiership numbers-wise? Because quite a few managers, David Martindale, one of them, but not just them. Others have been saying, look, we need more. There's a lot of big teams playing in the lower leagues, not least yourself, Falkirk, in the, the third tier. Yeah, um, I've always been a... I always wanted a bigger league. Um, the argument always that shot it down... And it was always, um, you need the away gets from Celtic yeah. Rangers. So in that Premier League, you need, need the away gets. The chance, I mean, every club survived uh, COVID. The season went with no away fans at all. Um, and I think if ever a time now, especially with the five places for European football, because the, th the thing is, I mean, at the end of the seasons, you, get, you are getting every team nearly playing for something, whether it be relegation, relegation playoffs, the top six European places. As a competitive, and, and we are getting to the end of the season where there's no dead rubbers, the the key would be to introduce a system where there wasn't dead rubbers. Yeah. Um, I know different leagues around Europe try different things. Belgium, Belgium do a mad thing where they break off into leagues and half their points and stuff like. That. Don't want to get down that right. that yeah. route, but it probably is how you how can you come up with a system where you can make it a bigger league. Keep it the same where you're still able to fill stadiums and have no dead rubbers because we did have them. I remember when it was the old first and second division, and there were so many teams in the middle who were too comfortable, and there were so many meaningless games from February, March, April. It just didn't mean anything, they were safe. But change needs to come, Barry. And look yeah, at tonight, I wouldn't be against yeah. it, I wouldn't yeah. be against 16 or, uh, or 18. Um, and also, it would allow managers to be under less pressure as well and, and maybe bring through the next generation of young football players. Um, so yeah, I, I'm all for it. I'm all for trying something different. You need to, they've done it with the, the split, which I think worked actually okay. I quite like the split. Mm. Um, some people don't like it. So I wouldn't be against um, expanding um, the leagues. And look at tonight, Hibs against Rangers. You expect the game's on. I thought the game would be on tonight. It's not. You would only get it, I would imagine, club TV. Surely they can get more money from the TV companies. A better deal, Barry. Yep, yeah, well, they've got a Scottish Cup sponsor now. Yeah, that's good, Scottish Gas. A lot of time without a sponsor. I mean, the Scottish Cup going without a sponsor for that length of time was bamboozled me, if I'm being honest with you. Now, I think we've got a good product up here. I really do, Paul. Listen, it's not amazing. I, I get that. Some of the football's not great, but it comes down to finances. But I think we've got a lot of good managers. We've got a lot of good players. And not just in the Premier League. If you look down the leagues as well, there's a lot of good... Mm -hmm up and coming and good experienced managers and also the same as, as good young players and good experienced players Stephen the game should be on telly available tonight and you could say St Johnson Aberdeen as well for the travelling Dons fans big support yeah you just you, you can't think of any situation any country around Europe a similar type game two of our biggest clubs going at it um, that wouldn't be on the, the television um, in a midweek night it, it, it just doesn't happen anywhere else we are our fans are made to suffer. There'll be, there'll be Rangers and Hibs fans. There'll be fans of other clubs desperate to watch it. 
already paying high subscription fees to, to watch the, the games already and maybe having to fork out for uh, pay-per-view television. But something needs to be done in terms of getting more of the games on television. And Barry mentioned the quality in Scottish football a few moments ago. I see Derek Adams today has defended himself from recent criticism following the suggestions that he'd have second thoughts about taking the Ross County job. I know he was asked at the weekend had he done his homework properly before going back there. He said today, it is a football club I love. I enjoy it at Ross County. I love management. He said, the circumstances that we are in at the moment in time are difficult. There's no doubt about it. It's up to us to pull together to get moving forward. That one's going to run and run, isn't it? Yeah, I just feel the last couple of interviews have been a bit strange, yeah. if I'm being mm. honest with you. Listen, I like Derek Adams. I think he's a good manager. He's he's proved that in the past, not just up here, but down south as well. And um, Listen, I'll always defend our game up here. It was the same mm. when I went down to England to play, and I'm sure Stephen's the same. They would uh, they would look at our game up here. We are ignorance, if I'm being honest with you. Um, but I've seen... Well, believe me, I've seen a lot of players come from not just down in England, but to big leagues in Europe and struggle. Because it's, yeah. see if you're not up for it, you come up against it. Maybe it's a bit easier at home. Yeah. See when you go away to your St Mearns, your Muddles, your Hearts, your Hibs, your Aberdeens, they're tough. If you're not ready for it, um, you'll get a kick in the sore ones, no doubt about that. Yeah, look at the players in recent years who've come from top English clubs and haven't set the heather and fire up here. I mean, lots of them. No, I mean, I, I don't like getting into that. I think Tony Watt maybe done something on the platform the other day talking about teams down there. I don't really like the, the comparison. It's so different. Um, I just think, I mean, on Derek Adams, football's such a mental battle. So you get the, the physicality of, of football, how hard it is, the... Just your general standard ability, but at this stage in the season, it's not went well for Ross County. They're in a relegation battle. The players are probably doubting themselves. There's filled with self doubt. There's maybe players that are out of the team. If there's if there's one thing you need to do as a group, as a manager, you need to stick together. You need to build confidence. You need to be positive all the time. And the last thing you're needing is halfway through the season in a relegation battle is to be told that he's aren't maybe not good enough and this is from the guy that picks the team so and in the middle of a transfer window so yeah pretty odd and if you look at Ross County squad I think there's yeah. good mm. players up there mm. I really do Agree. good players I think Malky was a good manager I think he signed well um, they're just going through a difficult period but at this moment in time you need everybody as Stephen just mentioned there when you get through a tough period you need everybody going in the same direction and at this moment in time that's not looking like it at, at Ross County and what about the mighty Partick Thistle we talked about them on Monday Brian Graham and Cole Brannigan had a great goal what a result for them in the cup yeah um, Partick Thistle one of those teams for whatever reason I mean their squad's good their team the best team on its days excellent probably should be closer on that title race than they are um, but I, I had it down as one of my shocks I got one of them wrong but I had Partick Thistle to win up there I just thought Ross County going through that spell with everything yeah. I just said about the manager and, and the, the self-doubt maybe players coming straight in and straight into the team probably not realising how good Thistle are when you're playing even though because they're a team down and it's at home just expecting to turn up and win uh, so I thought Thistle might go up there and win but to do so so comprehensively and honestly delighted for Stuart Bannigan because I know missing that penalty what that must have felt like for him uh, and might I get rid of a few demons for him so really pleased for him personally and, and for Pat Thistle and great for Brian Graham scores at the weekend and he's also as you know he's the manager of Paddy Thistle Women's and yeah. he's in the Sky Cup final yeah and there's a fixture clash so I would 
hope that that can get moved so he can obviously manage his, his women's team. Um, had a great result in the semi-final against Hibs. Obviously, they're coming up against Rangers. So, hopefully for Brian Graham, that gets sorted out. And, um, I mean, he's still, what is he, 37? Just signed another contract yeah. still. I mean, is that right? Is he 37? Or am I doing I him know, exactly. He's a bit older yeah. than me, so yeah, I'll be roughly uh, about wow. I mean, still scoring goals yeah. in the Championship. And I'll go back to what I said. The Championship is a tough league. Tough, tough league, but you're still banging the goals in. But hopefully that gets sorted out for him to go and manage uh, the Partick Thistle women's team in the final against Rangers. See him on Sky Sports at the moment. Just a few moments ago, he looks yeah. well, Barry. Still a youngster like yourself. Yeah, he does. He does. Maybe yeah. find out what moisturiser he's using. <laughs> Going to take a break for the news. Then we're back. Remember, in the next hour, we'll have the Rangers team for the game with Hibs. This is the Go Radio Football Show. Talking all things Scottish football. Let's go! Hour two, Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson and Stephen McGinn. So much on tonight, St Johnson, Aberdeen and Hibs against Rangers, 7.45, Easter Road. Rangers eight points behind Celtic, two games in hand. So they can narrow the gap tonight. They start to get it back to the two points that Rangers would feel it would be, it should be, and we'll find out in the coming weeks. But the manager's taken absolutely nothing for granted. <laughs> Barry... Uh, Partick Thistle strip there. Yeah, yeah. my mate's obviously yeah. listening in and he's yeah. got uh, a Brian Graham framed, framed. Yeah. Uh, shirt. So uh, I better give him a mention because he loves getting a mention. He gets, his head gets a bit big. Does so it? Yeah. That'll be, I mean, we'll be talking yeah. about this weekend, Happy. Um, no, that's one of his uh, relatives, Brian Graham. Brilliant. Um, so I'm sure he's happy that me and Stephen were bigging him up a wee bit there. About the 36-year-old... Brian I know I better Graham. say that, yep. sorry. Yep. We got it 36, right. 36, yep. Here's Philip Clement speaking about the game with Hebs tonight. No, it's, it's, it's difficult to play against. Um, they do it in a good way. You, you see a clear structure and an idea. It's, it's one of the teams also in Scotland to do that. Not so many teams are doing that. Um, so against the other teams, last, last couple of weeks, we, we showed the good things against teams who, who play in a low block and... Uh, and put a lot of balls forward. So this is a totally different game. So it's interesting for us also to see how we react. That's when he met the media last night ahead of the game this evening. He was asked again about transfers. He's not giving much away, as you can imagine. Oh, that question again. <laughs> um, yeah, what I said the last times. What is close, what is far. Uh, the first second that somebody's in this building and, and signed a contract, I will tell all of you. The rest, it's yeah, it's it's talk. You never know how how close you are or how far you are. So everybody's working really hard on that way, and there I think there are things that are interesting that are possible. But we will see at the end. He's also been speaking about Alex Lowry. Of course, we all know he went to Hearts, played quite a few games, but not as many as he would have wanted. He's back. What's the plan for Alex Lowry? No, but I didn't bring him back. Hart said they didn't want to. They didn't want to keep him the next six months. So the clear plan with with Alex is that uh, we want him to go on loan again to get minutes. That's the plan with him because in the squad that there is now, uh, it's going to be difficult for him to to take minutes. And was a clear plan for one year to take minutes and and to take experience. Uh, and to become stronger, to come back in a good way and then to make a good assessment in the summer. So that's what we, we're trying to do now. And we will see uh, 
who are the teams who are interested and what is the, the best place for him to go uh, in the way we want to play football and in the way he can develop in the best way. Larry, what would you say? In terms of Lowry, uh, a bit disappointed the way it went at mm. Hearts, but you've got to earn the right to, to play. There's, there's no doubt he's a young man with, with a lot of ability and potential, but he needs to fulfill that ball and he needs to play games of football. The problem is you can't send some doubt and loan to a club and say, you need to guarantee me. You've got to earn the right to play. Um, so I'm sure Rangers will try and get the right club where he's got a good opportunity to play games of football and then it's up to him to go and show that he can play at a good level on a consistent basis and um, and see where that takes his, his Rangers career. But as I said, Paul, he is a player that has got ability, he's got potential, but he needs to now really start to fulfil that. What about over at Celtic? Um, Rocco Vata scored for the first time at the weekend. I mean, he's spoken about for ages, Italian clubs are in for him or whatever. Um, but today, uh, the word is that Rocco Vata is ready to sign a new contract at Celtic. Here's what the manager said about him after the game at the weekend. Yeah, yeah, but that's, listen, um, that, 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 that'll be up to him. You know, it's, uh, he's a talent. Maybe depends what the, the mentality is with him, him and his, his representatives, you know. Because you get some young players whose representatives will tell you that if they're not playing in the first team, starting, they don't want to stay. Well, then you better go then. Because you've got to earn the right. He's 18. I don't need players ready at 18 unless they're real, real special talents. But by 2021, they need to be ready. And, um, but I think you can see with him, he has, he has tools. And this can be a really good place for him to develop. And uh, but it was nice for him to get his goal because that's a good feeling. He's been here a long time as a, a young player, and and he has he has strength that uh, that we could develop. Stephen, what do you feel? Yeah, well, I mean, usually the type of draw the, the Celtic had, bucket home in the, in the Scottish Cup, you think it's a good chance. Maybe get a few goals in the lead and, and blood some youngsters, give some of the ones that have been doing really well good attitudes, get some game time. It's not often that a young player's name on the bench and he actually takes you by surprise because it seemed to be Rockovata wasn't signing a new contract. He's been linked here, there and everywhere and he'd be moving on. And the first thing I thought about when I seen him on the bench was I wonder if they've had a U-turn. I think what Brendan Rodgers what he's saying there to, to play for Celtic and you probably go back to an Alex Lowry and, and I don't want to bring, be negative yeah. towards young players. It's, it's such a long way back from Celtic Rangers. Mm look at some of the players that have left and big high pro, uh, prospects in the last few years maybe I played with Kai Kennedy at, um, at Falkirk and, and I'm not saying this I mean he's a really talented kid but he's not getting a game at York City in the, the conference at the minute Karamoka Dembele um, was meant to be this superstar it's it's such a big bad world out there it's so hard you go to these places that aren't quite Lennox thing aren't quite Murray Park and you're thinking this is different this is this is real life this is hard working there's a million people wanting to take your jersey and just because you've had a really talented academy life doesn't guarantee you going to whatever club and automatically being a starter there so hopefully the penny's dropped with, with all of these guys at some point that, that these managers aren't telling you lies there's no reason to lie they're not that isn't a, 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 the star striker that you, yeah. you have to keep mm. these are young players that you actually want them to break into your team they want to break in somewhere go and make a real career and they aren't telling lies so the quicker that sinks in the better Barry quite insightful there when yeah the I'm a big believer yeah. 
be careful what you wish for yeah. in terms of you've got to remember if we're talking about Rangers and Celtic mm-hmm. massive clubs brilliant training grounds um, and sometimes I think young men are advised wrongly in terms of money I think if you're good enough that will come I think it's making sure you're at the right place to develop and um, if you're talking about uh, Vata there's no doubt again similar to Lowry he's got huge potential um, I know there's a lot of interest in him but he needs to really sit down with his family and people who he trusts and think, and think sorry is this the right place for me to get better and better um, and Brendan Rodgers is right at 18 you've got to be an absolute world beater to be playing yeah. but when it comes to when you're 20 you then you've got to be, be ready so it'll be interesting to see what the young man does but again he, he seen he come on I know it's Bucky but he come on and he, he showed glimpses of what he could be capable of in the future the reference point probably the now the most um, is, is Ross McCausland yeah. Ross McCausland yeah. um, he's benefited probably on a couple injuries and by all accounts a good, great attitude talented kid but great attitude works really hard and all of a sudden you're you're writing down a team for, for the, the game tonight and he, you're just putting them in they're automatically mm. going in so you, you get your attitude right and you keep working you've got the ability to back up you never know it's, it's just not about ability you need a wee bit of luck as well and you need to obviously keep your feet in the ground if you get the opportunity and work your socks off look at the the more experienced guys go and lean on their shoulder and, and ask them for advice and, and uh, Stephen Wright Ross McCausland got an opportunity because it's a new manager that came in and the door opened for him and do you know what he's grabbed it with both hands and by all accounts, he's got a brilliant attitude. And that's, that, for me, that's what you look at first and foremost. It's the attitude. Mm-hmm. Ability, by the way, great. But when you get in there, it's no little, right, I've made it. You need to continue to work hard and make sure you go and play 50, 75, 100 games. And I think young Ross McCausland's uh, done the, the right mm-hmm. thing. Signed a, a long-term contract. He sees that he's going to develop under this new manager. And Rangers are going to get the benefits of that. Everyone listening knows you had the ability, the determination. Was there a moment you can think of the luck? We know your story. It's a great story. You told us about, you know, when you were at school and Rangers said, we're going to develop this young young guy. But was there a bit of luck in, in the yeah, story? Yeah, there, there was. There was a few players out of form and there was a, a window opportunity. I was doing really well in the reserves. Uh, and when you get that opportunity, you need to go and and show what you're made of and that you can handle it Look, I, was I ready? no I, I wasn't ready what physically age you? physically I wasn't ready mentally I wasn't ready but you know what it's one of these ones I thought ah, this might be the only chance I ever get so I need to try and grab it with, with both hands and I got took out and I was frustrated I wanted to go on loan but my obviously manager at the time John Brown and John McGregor kept my my head right made me focus and then Obviously, it turned out not too bad. So you could have gone down that route. It could have been you going to a Notts County, a Hearts, or whatever. Morton or a Motherwell. Yeah. I, was, uh-huh. I was going to go and loan it. Um, but I stayed. And I, at that time, there was the Reserve League, which yeah. was really strong because I was playing with guys like Ian Durant and yeah. Coist and Charlie Mullers and I, I was at times. So I was playing with guys who I could really learn off. Mm-hmm. But also, I was playing against guys who had the experience of, 300, 350 first team games. So you so, players on the way down in the 30s. Yeah, so I, I wanted to go, but then obviously my, my coaches convinced the right, way, the right way to go about it was to play with these guys and then play against 
like your Aberdeens and like your Celtics and your Hearts and at that time when guys were left out the, the first teams at these clubs yeah. and the Monday they would play in the reserves to keep mm -hmm. their match fitness up and I, I learned so so much in that reserve league So when you played the first few games for Rangers um, were you still doing the toast and all the rest for Walter yeah, and, and Archie? Yeah. Still, <laughs> after the game I had to put yeah. the kit away with Jimmy Bell yeah. I had to clean up the dressing room it's amazing. It doesn't happen anymore. Yeah, everybody does it? was uh, yeah. away and mm -hmm. doing their, their thing, meeting their families or going home to their, their house. I had to stay behind, and that's what you've. Yeah. But that's that's the standards. That's what you had to do as a, a an apprentice mm -hmm. or a young professional. So when you came out, did you have a car by then, or were you down to Ibrook Station, getting, getting the underground into town, when, and then getting the the train out to Bells Hill or Hamilton? Or? No, what at that stage, no, no, I was driving at that. What stage. Yeah. What was your first car? Uh, a Ford Escort, four gears. Oh, I was going to say a Capri or something, but a bit no, later. Ford Escort, Escort, four gears. Yeah. yeah, I had to put old, uh, <laughs> when it was cold. Yeah. I had to put the old uh, like a towel on the engine. Oh yeah, stop it. For ah, yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> what colour was it? Uh, it was bur burgundy. No, sorry, red with a burgundy door. Passion right. <laughs> door. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, Great. it was a cracker. Yeah, and I had to put the old. Um, no, the, remember the cassette you used to, of you have to bring yeah, it, I right, always we... used to like have to roll a bit of paper and <laughs> stick it so it wouldn't, because if you hit a bump or whatever, uh -huh. it would obviously, it wouldn't work. That well, was the days, but yeah. that was brilliant, brilliant. What was your music? Was it Rangers songs or was it the charts? Or... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. Ah, that's that's yeah. decent for you. <laughs> Stephen, for you, what do you think? Where, where was it? Look. What did I think about those days? Oh, what, 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 what music? Did I think? No, I think you'd have, um, oh, you love your dance music and all that, yeah, but it wouldn't have been. Scooter, a, yeah, that scooter and all that, yeah. <laughs> Stephen, what about for you? Where was the luck in the story so, with uh, you? I, I mean, I know there was bad luck with the injury when you were. Oh, no, my, my, my actual breakthrough started, Barry mentioned the reserve league. I was the mm -hmm. same. So we had a really, really experienced squad. I mean, we. At St. Mirren. At St. Mirren, big squad. Um, First year back in the Scottish mm -hmm. Premier League and Gus McPherson signed loads of players that had been and done it in the league for years and years. So it was a rule, we just, if you didn't play on the Saturday, even if you came on for half an hour, you were playing on the Tuesday. So because of this, it affects the numbers for training on the Tuesday morning. So I, I didn't often train with the first team, but I'd got that chance because they needed an extra number and they'd been doing okay in the academy. I'd just got myself as fit as I possibly could. I don't think I've ever been fitter in my career. And um, so I was making up the numbers in the training and... Tuesdays are historically a really tough day, as Barry will say. I mean, and and that morning was a particularly hard hard day. I did really well, trained really well, but it was one of those days where all the first team players were moaning to Gus McPherson. That was too hard. That was no need. We've got a game Saturday. We're half three quarter, uh, a third yeah. into the season. But because of the number, so I was making up the numbers in the training that morning. Did well. I was making up the numbers on the bench, played uh, playing at Love Street, the old Love Street, and I was just on the bench. Wasn't going to come on. I trained. I was. But the mid young midfielder that was ahead of me got injured two minutes into the game, and um, they put me on. And after that heavy training session, I was really fat and I was just bursting in and out and played really well in the game. And I remember just thinking, like, Gus McPherson had never really taken me that seriously. Mm -hmm. Talented enough kid, worked good attitude, but that day I think he thought he's he's all right. Him, he's and, and I didn't I didn't probably train with the youth team again. What age were you? Um, I'd been seventeen at that oh. stage. But then you just train with the first team, you just kept getting kind of stronger within the group, more confident, and a couple of injuries later, and, and I got my chance, made my debut at Celtic Park. and Your debut at Celtic? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think yeah, Jan Fenny got a hisslink, maybe scored a hat-trick that day, but um, I scored to make it one each. 
McGinn scores against Celtic My first two starts in professional football were at Celtic Park and I scored them both um, oh. Just one of the, just that kind of start. Yeah. I mean, that, that that's luck. I mean, I, I hardly I, I scored about twenty goals. That is luck. Being, I mean, the first goal was decent. Second one has been the right place. But the way I'd earned, I felt like I'd earned it because I'd put myself in the frame where that day, especially, I was ready for it. So when that chance came up um, to train the first team, I did well. But when the injury happened, I was ready to take my chance. Yeah, I, I, I say to loads of people, it was the best grounding I had. That that reserve league was was brilliant. Playing with, playing with some of the players that were like, had 300 games, yeah. 350 mm. games of experience, and, and some of them are my heroes. Mm. But learning just half things before the game, like when you get moved for the youth team to the reserve, just they'd put a towel down and start stretching. I'm like, what the mm-hmm. what stretching for? Well, that must help you. And then that yeah. gets you into a routine yeah. and saying, all right, that, that must uh, obviously good help you. Yeah. As you mentioned there, Paul, that's a good word, good habits. And that's what you start to learn off the, the mm-hmm. senior players. And then playing with them, obviously, you, you learn so much. One of my heroes, Ian Durant, playing alongside him in the middle of the pitch. And then coming up against guys who were really good players, that because obviously you, you watch them on the TV and, and seeing the wee tricks of the trade that they, they use during the game. So for me, it was a massive, massive help for my, obviously, my, my career. I played in Barry's return when he, when he re-signed for Rangers. Yeah. He played at Love Street. Oh, that's right. And I remember because it was there's loads of Rangers fans coming to the game. I remember yeah. thinking before I go, this is like a real game. I mean, for a young player coming through yeah, at St. Sure. Martin, big crowd coming to the game. Barry, obviously, really high profile at the time. He's returned to Rangers, and I was up against him in midfield. And as it, I mean, I don't know if we'll ever get back to that with the reserve league, and um, but I can't. I can, I'm the same. Can't speak any higher of uh, what it did for me. And who were you playing alongside and against then? It's my, I can't remember. Yeah. Honestly, I don't know. Really, was it a blur? Um, yeah. Probably. I mean, but Rangers, we would have been strong. We would have yeah, had. Sure. We would have had guys like Jim Hamilton probably up front. Mm-hmm. Craig Dargo. Rangers would. They're doing other uh, first team players for mm-hmm. for Rangers playing that day. I, I think if you looked at any old team sheets, you'd look at them and think. Yeah. Was it a hard game. place to go? Love mm-hmm. Street. Yeah. It was always mm-hmm. one of the games you're like, ah, listen, see if you're not on it here. You're, you're in for a long, long afternoon or, or night. So we, I, I, we were speaking before the day before we went to Bonnie. I remember playing it. I think I might have been on the bench. Celtic were coming. Gordon Stratton's Celtic team, and he went out to look at the pitch and changed his team an hour before kickoff. I think Nakamura was due to start that day, and he just says, "Do you know what? I'm playing Scott Brown the right, Paul Hartley, Barry Robson, and Aid McGeady, and we're just going to hit Hesselink and Samaras." I think I th- yeah. might be wrong, but I just remember thinking, "Wow, he's actually changed his team because of the pitch." Yeah. Um, but we, we tried to make Brilliant. it intimidating for these guys, but usually beat us. What was your first car? Barry's was the Escort, four gears. Oh, mine's was a Clio. Oh, right, a Clio, Clio. little yeah. black one. It was such a game changer for me, see Claybank to Paisley. In what way? She used to have, from Claybank, used to, I used oh, to have yeah. to get two trains. So I had to go to Central yeah. and then out to Kilmore <laughs> Street. And then yeah. within being able to pass my test and getting that car, I was 10 minutes from my mum's door to, to Love Street. I loved that car. Pride and joy that yeah. was. There's nothing like it, isn't there? Your first game. When was the Bentley then? No, let's ah. not get down that line. That was later. <laughs> Laurie, you're on next. Let's go back on the lines. We'll soon have uh, the team news for Hibs against Rangers. On the line, a big Celtic and football fan is Laurie. Good evening, Laurie. Hey, panel, good evening. Who are you guys? Good, well, thanks, good thank you. Good to hear you. Hi. Well, uh, here's my point this evening, Paul, uh, yeah. and I'm probably in a minority uh, of my fellow Celtic supporters. I reference Matt O'Reilly 
And I'll paraphrase the Kenny Rogers song, The Gambler. Noon went to hold them. Noon went to fold them. Yeah. Uh, noon went to walk away. Noon went to run. Now, Matt O'Reilly, if the uh, reports are true, as reportedly the subject of a bid from Atletico Madrid, some in the region of £20 million plus, if that's accurate. I don't know if it's accurate or not. They paid £1.5 million for him from MK Dons. Uh, we have other midfielders at Celtic Park just now, uh, namely Hatati, Bernardo, who's been a revelation, the Evergreen, Callum McGregor, and, of course, David Turnbull. Uh, I can think back to when Alfredo Morelos was scoring goals for fun for Rangers. And Rangers desisted uh, in selling him. Uh, eventually, he left for nothing. Okay? So I think as much as I would like to see Matt O'Reilly staying, one thing I don't kid myself on about, it's easy to get very sentimental and emotional about football. Football's a business, right? There's no sentiment in business. If Celtic are likely uh, to acquire £20 million plus for Matt O'Reilly and his stock is as high as it is just now, then from a totally business perspective, I would have no qualms about Celtic signing him now. I realise that there's a closely contested title race. I also know that there are some uh, seven or eight days left before the transfer window ends uh, on the 1st of February. If they were to accept Atletico Madrid's bid of £20 million, that's a pretty profit on the £1.5 million of PTM K Duns. Yeah. It still gives them sufficient time to get perhaps another midfielder or two in the door. Now, I realise that the the, the, uh, the the incentive, of course, in qualifying for the Champions League next season could be some £35 million. Yeah. Right. I get that. I understand that sure. fully. But I think that Celtic at the moment are a superior team to Rangers in terms of the playing personnel. I don't doubt or underestimate the impression that Philip Clement has made on Rangers since he arrived. And I think I've been on record of saying that several times. But uh, if you're dealing okay. in stocks and shares, you've got to cash in when the time is right. The panel's thoughts. Barry, considered argument there and controversial yeah, he... in some ways. Yeah, I know Laurie's saying about that they've got Hitati, they've got David Turnbull, they've got Bernardo who's come on to a, a fine game. I, I just think they've not got a player of the the kind of quality um, in Matt O'Reilly. Now, I, I think the money that they're talking about, £20 million, I still think they would get that in the summer, Paul. I think waiting an extra four months I don't think he, he'll stock will, will fall. Listen, he, he's done enough in his time up in Scotland to show that he's got the qualities to play at a, a higher level. I, I would just be so surprised. And I know Laurie's saying, listen, a hefty profit, one and a half million. If they're saying 20 million, that's 18 and a half. That is unreal business. But I still honestly believe, we're watching him since he's come up to Scotland. I still think he'll have that current market value come um, the summer. Even even if his form slightly dips. So you would hold them rather than fold them? No, I, yeah. personally, sure. yeah, they oh, can sell sure. them if they want. Yeah, As a now. former Rangers <laughs> captain. But Stephen, what do you I think? I think he's so important to Celtic. Yeah. I mean, I, I get Hitati for me is an excellent me player. Yeah. I do. He's had his injury problems. He's going to take a bit of time to get up to speed. David Turnbull, I don't think he fits oh, into sure. Brendan Rodgers' kind of style or, or play. 
Um, but for me, I think they would be absolutely crazy to, to let him go. And what do you think? Matt Riley's loving life at Celtic under Brendan Rodgers, but what do you think? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I totally respect what Laurie's saying about being a business and, and the profit margin on Matt Riley, but one of the, the things Laurie said was about he still has Celtic ahead of Rangers. I think that midfield battle um, at Celtic Park, it was... It was glaring obvious how much ahead Celtic were in the midfield battle and Matt Riley's a key part of that. As good as Callum McGregor was on the day, I thought he was unbelievable in the day, but Matt Riley's something else in terms of what I said earlier in the show about just being there and thereabouts in terms of chances created. He's always involved in... I mean, even the pass to, to Kyogo, obviously Kyogo's still got lots to do and it's a, a stunning finish, but it's just the way... It's That's the way he plays football. It's As a midfielder myself, it just... You always you you look at midfielders and you think they're a bit safe and they could have maybe passed forward. He always passes forward and it's always with that wee bit of zip in it. He unlocks defences. Yeah, yeah, that's what he does. I, I just I just think I mean, and one of the the bugbears for Celtic is with the profit with the seventy million sitting in the bank yeah. is they don't spend it well enough. I mean, how do you go out and get another Matt Riley? Sure. And the fans think they don't need more money. Laurie, I hear what you're saying. Could you imagine though if and Rangers if they win it and they'd sold Matt O'Reilly? They wouldn't listen to logic, no matter what happened. They would probably say the fact that you sold Matt O'Reilly in January was the mistake. Well, Paul, let me make it crystal clear. Yep. Uh, in no time have I said no. I want Matt O'Reilly. Absolutely, uh, for, sure. for sure. I prefer that he stayed, he yep. remained, uh, as a Celtic fan. I think that will enhance our chances uh, of winning the league because he's, he's quality. But at the same time, uh, you know, I'm not silly. No, sure. uh, I think back, uh, I'm 68 years of age, uh, I think back to a lot of the players who've went, David Hay, Lou McCary, uh, Kenny Doglish, Paddy Crern, can we back, you know, uh, nobody is irreplaceable. Mm-hmm. Celtic has been a sound business model, I think about the money that they're taking in, Kieran Tierney, Dembele, Edward, uh, Fraser Forster, yeah. uh, etc., uh, sometimes there are difficult decisions to be made, but I underline the point that there's still a week remaining yeah. in the transfer uh, window. Uh, and I'm pretty certain that if they did get £20 million, pounds, and like I say, I'll just repeat, I'll reiterate, I don't want them to go. No, I've no, said sure. that, no. I suggested that. But what I'm saying is, if they did decide to cash in on them, uh, you've got to look at their business model, which has been uh, very successful over these last few years. If they sold Matt O'Reilly for £20 million, pounds, and he's, 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 he's status high just now, uh, then they could still have a week to get somebody else in. That's the only point I'm making. Yeah. I'm, I'm not wishing no, Matt sure. O'Reilly or hasten him out the door. What I'm saying is uh, that I can understand it. If he did go, Celtic might consider uh, that it was an offer that they couldn't refuse. Sure. Before you go, Laurie, any thoughts on Mayoski? It's gone quiet, hasn't it? But as you said, there's a week to go. Um, I think everyone agrees they need another striker. Love to see him there, uh, Paul, yeah. to be quite honest with you. I think he's a young player. Uh, he's, he's great, very comfortable on the ball. Uh, he's got good acceleration. Uh, he's a natural finisher. Uh, I would think he would be a better proposition uh, for Celtic than what Lauren Shanklin would be. Barry, you would take that though, wouldn't you? Mayowski, yeah, Celtic up, again, up against Shanklin. Laurie's just mentioned he's got brilliant attributes. Listen, you can say he's got a good touch and he can get about, but listen, he does the hardest thing in the game and that's put the ball in the back of the net. He's, he's a natural finisher, there's no doubt about it and I'm sure, not just Celtic, I'm sure that there's a lot of clubs uh, clubs, sorry, sniffing about him. Um, so, 
It is an area Celtic. I'm surprised that already they've not brought MD in. There's no doubt I think they need another number nine. Um, so, as Laurie said, there's seven or eight days left. That could still happen. Stephen? Yeah, certainly they need to be seeing a striker. Um, we're speculating my names yes. just now. I think Kyogo not getting called up for the Asian Cup has allowed Celtic to be patient yeah. um, in terms of we we don't know who Brendan Rodgers really wants, whether it be someone that we've not spoken about. Miofsky certainly someone who'll have a good career, uh, full international. He's just, only 24 yeah, as well. It's, it's the goals. I mean, I, I, I always go back to the goal he scored against Hibs. Um, that took them to the cup final uh, this season he, he's got so much to do he's, he's athletic um, he's, he's, he's goal against Clyde the other night regardless of the opposition it's such a hard skill he made yeah. look so easy uh, so that he's got plenty of potential and I'm sure that he'll be one of a number of names that Celtic has spoken about and what are you thinking about Paolo Bernardo he, was spoke, he spoke after the game at the weekend he scored again any conversations about making his loan permanent? no uh, I just want he and me probably I, I think we just want to to keep the things going well and to to improve a lot yet he being uh, the manager and of course competition for his place in the team yeah uh, competition is always good uh, for the team because keep keep all the players uh, at a good level so um, it, it's good for me and for the team too. And how much is he enjoying it in Scotland? I am enjoying a lot. Um, the fans are unbelievable. Uh, they like me, so I'm I feeling good. So I have just to, to keep going and do the things well. I just think about the present game by game. How can I improve for the next game? And then the, the things will happen. Stephen, quite a start, but the fans have really taken to him now. Yeah, no wonder. I mean, he's... As we said, he's, he did well any time he was called upon, upon the, in the Champions League. Unusual in terms of the lack of minutes he'd played in the league, but he's he's different to what I expected. You see a guy, a centre midfielder, come in from Benfica. Um, I expect him to be more of a kind of um, get the ball off the defender, maybe spray it about. He, he's almost like a tough tackling uh, midfielder. He gets about, he gets stuck in and recently he's added goals to his game which um, has been a he's, they've unearthed a bit of a player almost if that's in, in terms of the season because I thought it was an area of the park had had to been injured twice already this season nobody had really stepped up to the mark and all of a sudden Bernardo comes and you think where has he been all season so fair play to him and he, and he is getting better and as he say he looks as if he works really hard Silva is in for Rangers from the start uh, just before you go Laurie, we want to ask you a prediction, but here's the Rangers team. Butland, Tavernier, Suter, Balligan and Yilmaz, Lundstrom, Raskin and Cantwell, McCausland, Matonto and Silva. That's the team you predicted Monday night. Yep, I, I thought yeah. certainly Silva would have uh, started up front. Never played at the weekend against the Barton mm. Dessers does, so it's a big night for him. He's, he's a big name signing and he needs to start to produce the goods uh, tonight at Easter Road, which is going to be a tough game for him. Sure, it's on the bench. McCrory, Jack, Dessers, Lawrence, Sterling, uh, Scott Wright, Barisic, King and Devine. What's your scoreline for this one, Laurie? I know you're a keen student of the game. What do you think? Uh, and two Rangers won. Oh, Laurie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think Rangers will miss Seema uh, enormously. Yeah. Yeah. He will be a big miss because, listen, pace frightens defenders. And that's what, what Seema brings. But listen, it's an opportunity. Matondo needs to start 
um, to show what what he, what he's made made of. But I don't think it's going to be a, an easy game. But Rangers have need to go with the right attitude tonight against um, a Hibs team that have got a couple of new signings. I don't know if they're playing tonight. I'm, I'm unsure, okay. Paul. Have you got the team yet? Not yet. But but yeah. Listen, they, they need to make sure that they keep on Celtic's coattails. Thanks, Laurie. We'll speak to you as the countdown is on. Another seven days in the window. Thanks so much for calling the Go Radio Show. Have a great evening, Laurie. What do we think tonight? I'm just checking to see uh, when the Hibs, Hibs team It was just when Laurie was talking yeah. about the pace and what Rangers will miss with Seema. Hibs yeah. also have got a huge miss in Martin Boyle. Obviously, mm -hmm. we with Australia at the Asian Cup. Um, you're trying to write out a, a potential Hibs team you, you automatically it's a glaring miss from mm -hmm. any Hibs team Martin Boyle not being in it it sure is the Hibs team Marshall Fish Levitt Yuan Venter Newell captaining tonight Stevenson Maizian Obita Jair and Megwa that's the team just coming to us now for the match this evening so what are you thinking Stephen your old club well it's just I mean it's I'm assuming it's not put out positionally I'm no, just trying to work out don't, who I, the, I don't know why they do that who the, yeah. well it's obviously yeah. to have the other manager guessing right. not giving away the team so I'm is it for, simple as that yeah. right away yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm trying to think who might be the other centre half whether okay. it be Stevenson or Abita mm -hmm. playing beside Fish or if they're doing a different type of formation for the game but that's probably the, the standout from that team there mm. uh, Craig Moore was only one out of the Rangers team last night <laughs> he'd soonest in the team he's reminding him of that Barry he did say we knew what you meant you meant John Suter last night but uh, <laughs> he's listening just now all right, so we've all done it I know he said ah, I had Rudy Vata yeah, last night I had Rudy Vata you know scoring for Celtic at the weekend yeah. so yeah listen <laughs> it's funny everyone's a note all aren't they they're straight on if you not our listeners of course but so yeah he almost could, couldn't he? <laughs> I keep going on about that swimming the channel. Sooness. Yeah, 70 years old. He's an inspiration. How, how long? How, yep. how far, sorry, should I say, is that? Is that 25 miles or something across the channel to 30 miles? It's absolutely phenomenal. What else with the Rangers team? I'll tell you what, we'll take a quick break and then we'll do the deep dive into that. We'll get predictions and a bit more ahead of tonight and the weekend. This is the Go Radio Football Show. Subscribe to the Go Radio YouTube channel and see the latest action from the studio. Let's go! So we gave you the Rangers team just a few moments ago for the match with Hibs and Hibs have got a couple of new players just in uh, on the bench. Barry, you like the look of the Rangers team and for Silva, uh, good ground to play on, good start to his career. I know he's been on the bench. Yeah, good stadium. Yeah. It's going to be a really good atmosphere and listen, it's a, it's a big night for him. Mm. He, he was brought here for a reason and that was to score goals and, and lead the line. So it'll be interesting to, to see how he, he performs. I've only seen bits and bobs of him. I know he started the friendly game against Copenhagen and it looked to me if he wasn't a natural number nine. He was coming away deep in to get the ball. My number nine, I want to see them up against the centre-backs and when the ball's in the wide areas, make sure you're inside that, that box to get opportunities. So it's a big night from, as I said, Paul, he was brought here to he score goals and we'll see how he, he performs against Hibs tonight because I, I do think they'll get opportunities because mm. this Hibs team are very open. 33 million or something wasn't it paid for him that Wolves paid um, obviously there's so much promise it's a different market down there we know what do you think Stephen how do you think he'll adapt to is this a good game to start a more open game against Hibs yeah I think so I mean I spoke earlier in the show about wondering how would Hibs change their approach to the game um, it's probably even more of an attacking lineup than it was yeah. at, at Ibrox so there's no doubt they're going to. it's going to be wide open there's going to be chances uh, for Fabio Silva and 
as we spoke about, it's not Fabio Silva's not been signed to be a good Rangers player in eighteen months. Fabio Silva's there to score the winner tonight, to or to play a huge part in, in the win tonight. Um, I didn't know whether he was going to be the out and out striker, whether he would change it up a bit and maybe play him with Odessa's or sign another striker. Maybe we will we'll see in the next week or two, but. Um, there's no doubt that type of signing you're expecting them to hit the ground running sure are um, Barry what about the Rangers team so Suter um, ev- everyone is impressed by him it's to try and keep him fit but he's in with Conor Goldson suspended yeah at this moment in time if everybody's fit and free of suspension um, I-, I think the the two at the back is, is Goldson and Balogun at this moment in time so he's got a, a bit of work to do he forces himself in he's got an opportunity with Goldson being suspended but listen, I, I like John Suter. I think he's got a, a great range of passing. He's physically there. Um, so it's an opportunity for him tonight to show the manager that he's more than capable of starting in that, that 11. And what is Robbie, Robbie Matondo? What kind of player then? You know, we talk about wide players for Rangers. He's got the pace. I think he did well at the weekend. When you see end him, product. You I need to see a better end product. Um, again, he's, he's similar to Seaman in terms of he's got that lightning pace. Mm. But Seema's got the finishing. I know Matondo scored a couple of goals, but I, I need to see more. Um, when he gets into areas, it's the final cross or it's the final attempt on goal that lets him, lets him down. So tonight, again, it's an opportunity for him to go and show that he's got a Rangers future. Big night for Rabi, maybe, just ahead of January 21st, the 25th. Uh, I, I mean, I think he, he brings a pace that uh, they're missing with Seema. He's probably outside the box more of a ball carrier than Seema in terms of at times um, I mean Hibs are going to have a go tonight Rangers will be able to catch Hibs in the counter and a big part of that will be the pace of Rabi Matondo but Barry's right um, he needs to do better if he's going to be a long term starter for Rangers he's going to have to be more clinical he's going to have more better end, uh, final quality we spoke about Matt Riley in, in that final pass Rabi Matondo's quick enough to, to have time to, to be able to pick, the, pick people out at times so um, so that's maybe a bit of consistency he needs to bring to his game What about Raskin Stephen what do you think we spoke about him on Monday night Barry would like to see more from him what do you feel yeah well I think he's he's going to have a real fight in his hands to, mm-hmm. to, to get a game for Rangers if Diomande comes in um, it's something I mean you asked me what do Rangers need in the uh, January window obviously it was clear they need a striker of Danilo's injury um, but I, I, I always just thought a midfielder I thought it's an area of the park that they can get better in I think Diomande looking like four maybe four and a half million he's coming in to play John Lundstrom's um, probably Philippe Clement's go-to man in midfield and Nico Raskin's probably going to have to take the fight on and, and raise his game if he's going to want to play for play for Rangers Lundstrom sorry you were going to say just does yeah. enough for mm. me when I'm watching Rangers it's clear listen he's got ability he can handle the ball he can get about the pitch doesn't mind a tackle He's one of the ones when I'm watching him, I'm like, I want but to see a bit more. Is that because it's getting him a game anyway? Because he's not really having to, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? At times you're a Rangers player, you are fighting for your place. Yeah. Yeah. It, there needs to be a bit, as you mentioned, Diamande coming in. That's competition for places and you need to make sure you're, you're at the top of your game and if you're not at the top of the game, you're afraid you're, you're out of the team. But tonight, again, I want, him, I want to see a guy like Raskin go Easter Road mm-hmm. and take the game by the scruff of the neck. And he's capable of it, isn't he? I think he's got it. Right. I, I do. Yeah. I like him. I think he's got really good attributes. But as I said, he just just when I'm watching him, I'm, I'm give me more. Mm-hmm. 
because there's more in there. And, and we might they might find it. I mean, over the next deal, Monday comes in, comes straight mm-hmm. in the team. Maybe it's him and Lundstrom. Maybe we're asking when he finally gets his chance because his chance to play so many games, his chance will come again. Maybe we'll see that improvement in him, or, or maybe it just starts tonight in terms of he knows there's a midfielder coming in the building, and he's got his chance. He's still got the jersey for tonight, and, and as Barry says, goes and puts on a show. St Johnson against Aberdeen let's touch on that here's the Aberdeen team Roos of course and goals Devlin Mackenzie Shinny the captain Gartenman McGrath Barron Mayofsky we've been speaking about Clarkson Povara and Rubicic so yep strong team just waiting for the St Johnson team you know what we're going to say Mayofsky will they see him much more again there'll be a good number of Aberdeen fans heading down short journey to St Johnson what do you think is going to happen tonight there at Perth Barry now that you see the the Aberdeen I think lineup. a draw. A draw, yeah. Yeah. Score draw. One each. Yeah. Craig Levine disappointed at the weekend up against Barry uh, Robson, who played for him at Dundee United. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think, yeah, Craig or, uh, Levine, sorry, signed Barry Robson. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but that will be a good... I think Craig Levine, apart from obviously getting knocked yeah. out of the Scottish at the weekend, disappointing result against Deirdre. I think since he's come in, he's certainly steadied the ship. He's used his experience... And I think St Johnston will be will be fine this season. Is that another case of a team who really need to concentrate on the league rather than the cup? Maybe that was the case at the weekend. Yeah, but also the financially, it's good to get a wee run in the yep. uh, in the cup, and they'll be disappointed. Like mm. obviously Stephen mentioned earlier on, his Falkirk team. Um, so yeah, it, 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 that would have been a, a sore one for him at the weekend. But listen, it's uh, that's a bread and butter of the league, and making sure they stay in the. In the Premiership. Just waiting for the team. Uh, Andy Considine up against his old team probably this evening. What do you think on this one, Stephen? Yeah, I think it's, I mean, Craig Levine, he'll, he'll have not enjoyed Saturday. Never nice to get out the Cups, Barry said, but he probably knows he's not got his squad exactly how he likes it in terms of mounting a, a real run at the Cup. Um, so a big game, really hard game for Aberdeen going down there. But we spoke a lot and probably a lot of concessions were made in terms of Aberdeen's group stages uh, affecting their, their form in the league Hearts are probably far too far ahead of them for their liking they have to they have to come back from this break and hit the ground running I think it's a huge game for Barry Robson uh, and I've got them to edge it 1-0 yeah fires them up the table if they get that 1-0 win because they would be on the same points as Hibs if Hibs lose to Rangers tonight as we kick off the game Celtic on 54 points after 22 Rangers on 46 played two fewer Hearts on 39 after that big win last night. And how massive is that, Barry? You're 2-0 down, you come back to win 3-2 and you've missed the penalty. Big result. Yeah, I'm sure he would have been absolute seething um, at the side of the pitch. But listen, what what that shows you is a bit of character in the squad. Um, It's easy when you're 2-0 down to start feeling sorry for yourself. I know what the fans are like at Tynecastle. They get on their back straight away. So, um, yeah, really good fight back um, and a really good three points so elsewhere in the league then so Hearts as we mentioned third and then Kilmarnock what a season they're having they are fourth on 39 points after 22 uh, 31 points just below them and 29 St Mirren and Hibs on 25 and for St Mirren as well I just heard a saying last night somebody said yeah they've dropped down to fourth fifth position but most since you're smiling now Stephen again and you get it yeah. yeah, no, I mean, um, I think I think they need a break as much as anyone, St Mum. Um, they needed to just get in at that break and regroup because um, they've had an amazing season 
probably because he takes so many points on early doors um, I think they were unbeaten right up to Rangers went there and won um, maybe at home so good half good first half of the season could have been better but could have been a lot worse uh, in previous years and tough game for them to start but I think they'll be happy um, to have had the break Stephen Robinson's a good coach um, brought in Quan from Celtic who's, who's looking apart so um I think I think they'll be ready to attack the second half of the season. They're all tuned in just now, Barry. Um, we've got Craig Moore listening, and so too is John Hartson. So that continues those two bantering. Yeah, Craig Levine there suggesting centre back for St. Johnson. What about last night? Chelsea under pressure. Pochettino goal down Middlesbrough. Bosch six last night. Yeah, they re- they really need to start winning games, man. You you, you look at their, their squad and the amount of money they've spent yeah. over the last 12, 18 months. Um, and I, I still think they're looking to to go and add to that. Um, yeah, they're disappointing in the league, but listen, the most important thing is making sure they get through into uh, sorry, they, they beat Middlesbrough to get through into the next round. No, we just we, in this country. I mean, I think we've still got probably a touch of reality when you speak of fees for Matt O'Reilly and what could he go with. Sometimes look at the Chelsea bench and you, you look up players and that. And I mean, I, I like yeah. to think I know my football. I, I know a lot of football. Something and I think, when did they sign that guy? And yep. wow, and look how much he? they paid yeah. for him. Yeah. Some names come out for the Chelsea squad that I have never heard of. Liverpool, Fulham tonight. Fulham, Liverpool. You'd expect Klopp. Oh. Aye, listen, yeah. good result of the weekend mm. down at Bournemouth. Um, and they were really good in the second half, mm. to be fair. Um, so yeah, I, I fancy, even without Salah, who's their... Yeah. Tally's man um, who's the, the main man let's be honest uh, Liverpool but I fancy them to win we're in John McGinn watch always up here in Scotland for Scotland and obviously for Villa as well what are you thinking big weekend big match this weekend isn't it for Villa yeah I, th- I think they're probably the same that in terms of a couple of games that didn't go their way over the last few weeks mm. um, but it's you get to a break you get to any stage of the season and you reflect um, an amazing season they're having Aston Villa and maybe five, fifth place can get you Champions League um, and just from a personal level your brother mm-hmm. when John signed that day signed for Aston Villa if you think that a few years down the line he'd be club captain and aiming a charge on making Aston Villa Champions League yeah. team um, so a lot of work to do but a chance that must have been special when you were all together at New Year we haven't seen the three of us haven't been on together since then that was a good night for you in Edinburgh yeah it was yeah. nice yeah obviously it just so happened that the fixtures opened up and gave us a chance to, to do it and it was like a, having a second Christmas day so um, we managed to get it in last year over the uh, festive, theory, uh, festive period and it just so happened it happened in Hugmanay this year and it was yeah it was a great time good memories certainly was a couple of shared bits yeah through in Ed- you need that in Edinburgh don't you yeah, yeah. <laughs> where would you be without laughter Edinburgh I'm joking <laughs> for our listeners in the east in the capital city right Barry Rangers fans uh, will be all eyes and ears on Edinburgh tonight for mm. this game it's a massive game because you know the Rangers fans have been saying two points behind Celtic if they win the two games and this is one of them yeah first league game since the, the winter break albeit mm. yeah good result good professional performance at the weekend down at Dumbarton um, but this is this is where the nitty gritty starts tonight you need to go to places like East, Easter Road um, and you need to come away with the three points listen you play well that's a bonus in my opinion it's just making sure you come back down that motorway uh, to the training ground you've got three points in the bag go rest recover and go again against St Merlin at the weekend Stephen, you reckon that it's going to be a fairly high-scoring game tonight? From Hibs' point of view, they, they're Jekyll and Hyde, aren't they? they? You never know what you're going to get. 
No, I, um, I just thought you, you speak about giving managers concession, and Nick Montgomery hadn't had a transfer window, and you just I just thought you speak about getting your business done early. I just thought go and address that defence, um, and you're looking at um, young Megwa potentially playing right mm -hmm. back, having been at Airdrie all season. It's just a position that. Um, problem position for them all season. I can't believe they've still not addressed it. So I think Rangers, um, is, if their attitude's spot on, if, if they, as Barry said, professional job, I, I don't think they'll have a problem tonight. I've gone for 3-1 Rangers. 3-1, and Barry, just to remind us, you're going for... Yeah, 3-1 as well. well. Same, same yep. scoreline. Yep. We won't see either of you again till next week, I believe, and Stephen Celtic up against Ross County on Saturday back in there. And um, you'd imagine, well, what do you feel for that game? Yeah, we, um, you would expect Celtic fairly generous return to action, Bucky at home and then followed by Ross County. Um, so I've, I've put it down a 3-0 victory. Expect Celtic to get, get the job done early. Barry, you'll be just thinking tonight, Rangers, they're not thinking about St Mirren at the weekend uh, because you would expect Celtic to win. So they, they can't afford to lose any ground now. No, no, listen, I fully expect Celtic to trample over the top of mm. Ross County. So Rangers need to make sure three points... Uh, tonight and then another three points at the weekend two away games Paul but if you want to win things these are the places you've got to go and, and get the points a few people have been on the social saying thanks for sharing the early days they really enjoyed hearing about those days Barry were they the best days of your life when you were a young apprentice at Rangers yeah Could, listen yeah. amazing days as I said Paul the, the amount that you learn off top professionals and top players um, yeah that, that was the, the grounding that I needed to, to go and make a, a name for myself in the game. Mm -hmm. What was your music at that point? Barry shared what he would have on the way home from from Rangers when he first played. And he's yeah. uh, I was escort. right into the dance music after uh, QFX. Yeah, school and stuff. Oh, yeah. like that. <laughs> I take my earphones to my games now. I can't, yeah. can't be dealing with some of the choices. All right, yeah. From the young ones. Yeah, it was Callum yeah. Morrison. Honestly, I think he's, I think my playlist from yeah. 20 years ago has just yeah. about reached him. You'll love Stevie Lennon at the weekend and also Zoe Kelly as well here on Go Radio. Guys, thanks so much. Cheers, Paul. Enjoy the games tonight. Cheers, Thank you. We're back tomorrow night. Jokal Day is up next and tomorrow we will be here at uh, five. This is the Go Radio Football Show. Subscribe to the Go Radio YouTube channel and see the latest action from the studio. Let's go!